Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens and he's Dave Mulvaney and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's a weird Indian summer here. It's like uh, 67 degrees outside in Atlanta. Yeah, you had a jacket on a little while ago and now you've got short sleeves on. What's it like in Florida? In the 70s today and the sun's out. We've had a very rainy start to the year and I'm ready for all that to go away so I can start playing more golf. Yes, me too. All right, episode 112, most effective use of your time. Most effective use of your time. We've talked about time in various methods, but you and I had a great conversation before this, so we're going to bring that into here. But talking about we all have the same amount of time in the day, right? We all got 24 hours in the day, and the only difference is the people that make more money than you are making better use of their time, right? Because we all have the same amount of time. So, and, Yes. I was going to say, the first thing we've talked about before, we've said this before, but what is the value of your time? The easiest way to do that is to take however much money you made last year, however much money you made last year, divided by 2,000 hours. That's roughly 40 hours a week, 50 hours, I'm sorry, 50 weeks in the year. You take two weeks of vacation, so roughly 2,000 hours. So you take however much you made, $100,000 divided by 2,000 hours, and there's your hourly rate, right? That's kind of a, a great way to start. That's how much your time is worth, right? Would you agree with that? Yes, 100%. One of the things I like to do is, is okay, well, let's take your ideal income into that scenario too. And, and this, the reason I like the ideal income, let's say you want to make $250,000 a year and you don't today. Well, yep. um, that if you want to make $250,000 a year and you don't want to work 100 hours a week, yeah, that's 125 bucks an hour. Yeah. Let's, you take the 250,000 divided by uh, 2,000 hours. That's roughly, like I said, yeah. 40 hours a week times 50 weeks. That's 125 bucks an hour. So, so your time is worth 125 bucks an hour. Unless you want to work less hours per week than that. And then so then you, you what, it, what this does is it makes you look at, and we've, the, the time value. Now, let's yeah. say you want to work 20 hours a week. I mean, that might be unrealistic, but let's just say on that same scenario, so you're going to make $250 an hour. Um, it, that means whatever you're doing that's not a money-making activity, it's costing you $250 an hour to do that thing that's not making you money. Right. Well, so, let's go to the basics. So, so let's just say the 100000 we said, whatever. What did I say? The 100000 that was 50 bucks an hour. If you want to make 100000 bucks, work 2,000 hours, that's 50 bucks. You want to make two hundred fifty thousand an hour. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand next year or this year. You got to make one hundred twenty-five bucks an hour. So yeah. now you know what the value of your time is. Whatever the value of it is, the fifty bucks is it one hundred bucks an hour? Is it one hundred twenty-five bucks an hour? Is it two hundred fifty bucks an hour? Right? Some lawyers charge five hundred dollars an hour. Right? Some specialty uh, brain surgeons, hell, they might be a thousand an hour. Right? Um, so that's so that's your basis of what is my time worth? Right? So then we start talking about, we've talked about this before, the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of the results come from 20% of your activities, right? What are those 20% of your activities that get you those results? We've called that before your A-plus activities. Your A-plus activities are the things you like, uh, that you enjoy, you make money at. You'd probably do it even if you weren't getting paid, but people pay you a lot of money to do it, right? Um, Dan Sullivan calls it your unique ability. Your unique um, ability. And let's pause on that for a minute because – Offline, we had this conversation. So I'm a copywriter and I'm really good at it. it um, however, it is not my highest paying activity. My highest paying activity is 
Um, so I get paid roughly $250 to $500 an hour as a copywriter right now. I don't charge hourly. I charge by the project, but that's about what it comes out to. However, what I, I'm better at is taking products and creating advertisements and selling my own products and services to the masses. So that's a better use of my copywriting services rather than selling so uh, my copywriting as a service because it takes a lot of time to write copy. So that's how you got to look at it is if I'm writing copy, I may not be selling other things. And that's how you got to look at it. If, if you're an electrical contractor, let's say, and you own the company, you got five people in trucks and your hourly is $125 an hour. When you're in the truck, let's say you're only bringing in 90 an hour. So it's now costing you 35 or $40 an hour to be in the truck. So it's yes. costing you money to be in the truck instead of running the company as a whole. Yes. It's costing you money to answer an email. It's yes. costing you money to answer the telephone, right? So you got to figure out what is that 20% activity? What is the best activities that are only you can do and you're going to get paid $125 or more per hour to do it, right? You don't get, you're not going to pay somebody 125 bucks to set the appointments for you, right? We can hire somebody 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks an hour to do that type of work, right? Uh, might not be bookkeeping, right? You can have a bookkeeper. I don't know if those 35, 45, 50 bucks an hour, right? So, so you might not be the best bookkeeper because we can pay that out for 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour, right? And I want to pause on this, this subject for a second because um, one of the things we do is we help contractors, um, you know, find and keep good people. And so um, one of the things is, is that everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side of the street when you're the owner of the company now. Well, let's say you're the owner of the company, you make $100,000 a year. Well, you're making, if you work 40 hours a week, but your employees know you really work 50, but you say, well, if I work 40 hours, I'd be making 50 bucks an hour. I'm paying you $38 an hour right now. And you think the grass is greener being right. the boss? This can be a tool for you to show your employees it's really not that much greener on the other, you know, for you to be the boss. Part of your company's growth is to retain employees, sometimes revealing, maybe not revealing all the bonuses and things you well, might make, but you can say, look, I'm averaging 40 bucks an hour and I'm paying you 38. So, you know, it's not that much better not being the boss. Right, right. So, exactly. so it's part of retaining employees could be sometimes just having that discussion with your employees. Right. No, you're exactly right. The transparency of that. And we've talked about that with dentists before as well, which is like, hey, you're just coming in here and doing your dentistry. I've got people that are making the appointments that are doing the follow-up and making sure the appointments show up. All you got to do is show up and do your dental work and you can leave, right? So make it so appealing so they don't want to leave. We talked about that. Um, so, all right. So effective use of your time. So we know what your time is worth. Now we got to figure out what your, what your A plus activities are, right? So then it's starting to matter. We talked about activity inventory before, which is write down what I'm doing every day, right? And I just call it A, B, and C activities, right? A activities are the ones that are, in this case, $125 or above, right? What are those? Probably meeting with clients, a meeting with prospects, getting a deal done, just the stuff that you can do, renegotiating a lease. I, I don't know. That might be your stuff, right? Your A plus activities. What are C activities? Responding to emails, responding to consumer complaints, offering the refund, right? That's not what you do. We can have people do that for us, right? So we've talked about that before. Uh, then identifying who, not how, I think is what Dan Sullivan called. We talked about delegate. We talked about outsourcing. 
We talked about finding somebody else who's really good at that. That is their A-plus activity, somebody who can kind of uh, – I was on a call. There's a great book. We could talk about this another time. Uh, remember Donald Miller does Story Brand Marketing? Yeah, Story Brand, of course, yes. Okay, he's got a new book called Business Made Simple. Great book. I highly recommend it. I'd love to have a podcast on that. We'll talk about it another time. But on his podcast, he's got a great podcast as well. He was talking about um, effective use of your time. Oh, administrative assistant. So he was coaching somebody. An administrative assistant, that's a money-making opportunity. So instead of administrative assistant being a cost to you as the business owner, it's really the investment because that administrative assistant will free up the time of your salespeople to go make more sales calls. A hundred percent. And the transparency of that is when, once you explain that to the administrative assistant, they have a higher regard for themselves, take more pride in their own work because gosh, I'm not just an administrative assistant. I am a value added money-making part of this machine. Right? All right. And let's, Let's I'm booking talk. the appointments for the HVAC guys to go make the calls. I'm booking the appointments for the lawyers to go have their meetings, right? And, and the, that was the transparency that I was trying to get. Yeah, yeah, and give your people authority. And because um, what I mean by that is, here's this administrative assistant. Now, in many companies, what happens is all the good calls come in and the people set up the, the calls and they're doing all the stuff. And, but then the pissed off customer is given to you. And so you spend the time on somebody you're going to end up giving a refund to or some type of thing. So you're actually losing money on that call because you're not, it's not a satisfaction call. It's the opposite. Right. Give right. your people the authority to, to give the refund and make them happy because if you're staying on the things that make money instead of the things that are losing money, you got to look at things. So you're empowering your people to say, hey, yeah, I know we just gave away $50 refund, let's say, but yet... I didn't have the boss do it. So really we made an extra $75 yes. on that yes. call. We just, we just got it, take on, make them happy, get rid of them, right? Uh, I was on a call with a dentist this morning and he talked about referral source that he has. And it's, and this can be anybody business. So let's just say you've got a business owner, you get a referral source from people Well, you want to treat that referral really good because you want the referrals to keep coming from that referral source. And his description of it was great because he says, all right, so I get the overflow from these other guys. So let's just say, let's just say it's HVAC. So you're getting the overflow when some other bigger contractors are. So the first thing they're going to give you is the crappy stuff, right? The bad stuff, right? But you know, if you weed your way through that, the next batch will be probably better because he got rid of his stuff and he still hadn't caught up to what all he needs to do. So he's going to give you the next batch of probably better quality HVAC or plumbing. This is being anything, landscaping, right? The first referrals are going to be the dregs, yeah. but you got to power through that because the next batch will probably be, gosh, I'm still not caught up. And he did a good job with that pain in the rear end client. I bet he'd, he'd do a great job for this person who, you know, I love Dave. I just don't have time to get to him, but I want Dave to be taken care of. Let me refer that. So, so getting through the, the, the muck, right. To get to the better quality of referrals was, it was a great conversation, effective use of your time, right? Well, gosh, I don't want these dregs. Well, maybe you do want those dregs because they're going to be, you know, future better referrals coming. So it is good use of your time, right? Yes. So I think sometimes also that when we, when we get into these conversations about using your time, what is not considered is, is the amount of time you spent, well, it is, but the amount of time you spend not doing any work. Like when you're reading mail 
You're not doing any work. And when I, and like you brought up email before, but you're opening the mail, you're walking to the mailbox. Now I'm, what I don't want to imply is that, look, if you've been working the last 45 minutes, like busting your butt doing eight plus activities, go take 15 minutes, walk to the mailbox. Okay. Right. You give right. your mind a rest. There's no problem doing that. But the idea, and I call these, um, I call them my elephant hours. Like how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. Well, I, I usually go 44 minutes and then I go 16 off. And I, I do these work hours that way. I'm going to work for 44 minutes, no cell phone, no email, everything's closed. And I'm going to focus on my A plus activity for those 44 minutes. And then I'm going to take 16 minutes off. And I find I, I'm more effective that way, but I'm not, I don't take a break. I've got, when I go to my desk for 44 minutes, I got two bottles of water or two cups of coffee sitting there, whatever it is, I, because I'm not going to get up and take a break in those 44 minutes. And I'm not going to take a cell phone call. I'm not going to do any of that. And so it's really focused time. And if you're and, and I mean, that's a focused time. Um, Dan, uh, I lost his last Sullivan. Yes, he oh, talks yeah, about yeah. focus days and, and, um, and buffer days. Well, I do focus hours and buffer hours in the same day go. sometimes. Yeah, and those yeah. focus hours are the money-making hours. And then yeah. sometimes I'll give myself a break and then I'll go do buffer stuff. So. We talk about there's a, I think it has a name for it, but same kind of concept, 25 on, five off, you know, 25, five. So 25, work hard, no, no interruptions, five minutes off, go get your water, go to the restroom, check an email, check your phone, whatever you want to do. So 25, five, 25, five. Those are, um, that was pretty good. There was a funny, uh, Dean Jackson is another guy you and I follow, and he had, he was going through the spell, and I don't even know if he still does it, because this might have been a year or two ago, and he broke his life down into 10 minutes. Right. So yeah, he had, we call it a, he called it a Jackson time. So how much can I get done in 10 minutes? Right. So it's like, I need to call this client. Can I get that done in the 10 minutes? Right. So, so, cause he said, sometimes he would find himself, go back to, you got 45, 44 minutes to commit to working on something. That's not enough time to do, to deal with, you know, Bob over here and all his problems or issues. So he, but what he said was, how much can I get done in that 10 minute times? And he said, you found out that he got a lot more done in the 10 minute. He called them Jackson times. But let's so, talk about you. Uh, just this, you took your, your career to the next level over the past month where you're lining up all of your hard work in a short period of time. Right. So let's, right. let's talk about that because that is really what we're talking about here is how to like make yourself super effective. Now you, you like having time off, but what did you, what exactly did you, how'd you make yeah, all that that's happen? that's a great way to do it. So, so going back to the concept, it was, it was the concept of Dan Sullivan, focus activities, focus days, and then uh, something else that was called uh, uh, surge, surge meeting. So you meet with all your clients um, all at once, back to back to back to back to back, right? So then there's this three or four week period. I, I don't, you know, on Mondays, I still have buffer days. So I got to prepare for those meetings. And then Friday is usually a buffer day to kind of wrap up the homework. But, but during this week, I have to actually have client meetings on the Fridays, which I usually don't do because I want to use that as a buffer day. And so then it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, whatever, 10, 11, 30, 1, 2, 30, 4 o'clock. I think that's how we had it set up. Back to back to back to back. All those meetings all day long. And then there's a little bit of period in between where I have this little 15 to 30 minutes between the meetings where I can kind of download, hey, I had a meeting with Dave, here are the items we talked about, here's the follow-up items, I get to, I call that downloaded, I dictate that out, that goes to my virtual assistant, the virtual assistant then 
takes it from there to help, you know, oh, make sure we follow up to get the paperwork from Dave or make sure we send Dave this article, make sure we send Dave this report, right? But my job today was just to have the client meetings and do the download, client meeting, do the download, right? Friday, I can catch up with anything I need to catch up with or Monday, really it turned into Mondays, I could catch up to whatever I need to catch up with. So it turns into a really intense three week period for me, maybe four week period that's really, really intense. But it's also so cool because you're so focused on boom, 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 knocking it out. I use the comparison. It's like the day before you go on vacation, right? You're going on vacation all next week. How productive are you that day, man? You are just the last day. You're just knocking it out because you're only doing the essential stuff. If I can postpone something for a week till I get back to the vacation, we're not handling that today. Yeah, because if the mail's not open yet, it ain't going to make a difference because seven days yeah. from now, it's still going to be due, right? So you're not going to mess with stuff that, at that that's point. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, but that's so a perfect example of, see, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they think they work. Oh, I work 100 hours a week. I mean, how many times? You, I'm working 80 hours a week. I hear that so often. And, and the question really is, are you really working during that time? Or are you spending time doing a lot of things that don't add up to money? Right. And where in your case, you just bust it out for this, this six week period of time. And then, and then you'll have some time where you can go play golf three or four times a week, but then you got this bust out period of time every, every quarter. I mean, that's yeah. the nature yeah. of your business. Right. And so you got to know your business and we always say, know your numbers, but you got to know your business, right. but you got to know the value of each hour when you're making money. Yes, exactly right. And the best use of time. And then, so you and I were having this uh, offline conversation that we were talking about over here. The best use of your time when you're trying to, um, let's use salespeople as examples. That's what you and I were talking about would be, would be, um, and you and I talked about auto dialers and talked about, you know, appointment setters. And so what is amazing is you and I just did offline is, is you can find a virtual assistant off Upwork that are appointment setters, right? And there are all kinds of different qualifications that you got to tell them what you want to do. I want you to call this, you and I are business owners, call, I want these to call, I want to call all the HVAC contractors in this city, boom, 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 uh, set an appointment, here's the offer, here's the reason. And then they can go do that for 10 bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. And then you and I are talking about, then we would be the ones that have the appointment right? Because the appointment is where we add the value. The appointment is where we talk our stuff and work our magic with our coaching and our value added. Hey, we can find $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 in your business. That's our value add. Our value add is not in setting the appointment. Mm -hmm. Our value is in meeting with the, the, the client and going through their particular business. We call this a profit acceleration session, right? The value added is that profit acceleration session and actually uncovering the $50,000, the $75,000 in their business, right? That's our value added. That's what we do during those profit acceleration sessions. The value is not in us setting the appointment. Correct. But who knew, not who knew, but there are people that do appointment setting for you. There are people that can, I've used virtual assistants for, for years for, for, for setting appointments for my existing clients, right? They already know me, like me, and trust me. All we're doing is saying, the example, going back to those surge meetings, hey, we're having meetings this month. Do you want Tuesday at 10 or Thursday at 1, right? That can be handled by the virtual assistant setting the appointment with my existing client, right? Okay. We also, we're just, 
you're going to find it. You're going to find this humorous as all get out. So I have a friend who is a, um, he's a CPA for a CPA firm. Okay? okay. And I told him, I said, you know, you can get accountants with master's degrees overseas who can, who are, have passed the CPA exam in the United States and they'll do your work for $12, $15 an hour. He said, no effing way. Right, right. Um, now he's an employee for a firm. He's an employee. Um, he's now playing golf a couple times a week and he's got somebody doing a lot of his work and, but he audits the work before he submits yes. it. Yes. He's, he's going through it with a fine tooth comb but he's not sitting there doing that entry. He's got somebody doing that. Now, that is effective use of your time. He well, is, he's getting paid probably, you know, $150,000 a year. Right, he's paying right. somebody $20,000 a year to do a lot of the task-oriented work. Now, if you're a CPA, there are licensing things and there are other things that you got to make sure it's done right. But that's what he's doing. He's going, he goes, I, I go through it with meticulously, with a fine tooth comb, he get, he said the the person I have doing this, she's spot on, and this is this is so some of the biggest accounting firms here in Atlanta use CPAs overseas, right? So the, so so they're not even using junior partners anymore. They're not even using associates that graduated from accounting college. They are now using, I'll just say Philippines, yeah. just for. Uh, so overseas CPAs and then the partner or the junior partner, like you said, reviews or they're already doing it. That's in, that's in the, I know this for a fact in the, in the largest accounting firms here in this city that I'm in are doing that. So my goodness, if you're an HVAC guy, I know that you can find some sort of appointment center. If you're a, a, a lawnscape guy, I know you can find a digital marketer. If, if you're a plumber, I know you can find somebody that answers the phones for you. <laughs> yes. But if you're an employee and what you do is graphic design and you want to have a f few more hours off, you might be able to find somebody too. So, but I, we're saying, what we're saying is when you know the value of your time, you can pay somebody to do some things that will allow you the spread. What it actually does is it makes you able to do more with your hours so you can earn more. That is what this is all about. How can I make more? Look, you should, you should never be stuck in the hourly economy. That's a, that's a down. I don't care if you make $5,000 an hour. If you're stuck in the hourly economy, you'll never build real true wealth until your money makes you money. You're never, but, but our show is about how to get there to where your money's making your money. Well, this is the start knowing the value of your time and then outsourcing or I say outsourcing, technically you can hire employees inside your building that's Absolutely. insourcing, but no matter what you do, you're paying somebody else to do, I don't want to make them, they're, they're, they're not your A plus activities. Doesn't mean that they're not important. They just don't bring the same dollar figures. And wow. so these are just some ideas to do that. And what does it do is it makes you the most effective human being possible when it comes to earning money. And you know, the show is the most effective use of your time the most effective use of your time is to make the most amount of money for every hour that you work. And if you can make money when you're not working, that's even better. Well, I mean, you know, and this, this transcript is different, but it's also the same would be, okay, if you're a business owner, part of your money-making activities is motivating and incentivizing your own team, right? right. So, so well, we've got, you know, I was talking to another business owner 
And, and, and we've kind of decided that's his role anymore. Like he doesn't want to do sales anymore. So his job is to support and encourage and motivate his salespeople. That's, that is his job. That is the best use of his time. What can I do for, for Bob to make his job easier? What can I do for Bob to give him support? Can I come in for, I have one of my guys who sold his business and he stayed on as a consultant. And that literally is his role where I'm going to help Bob close the big deal. Right. I, I didn't, he didn't have to go find it anymore because you know he sold the business he stayed on as a it's called a transition period right you know sure, burnout sure. period and but he's the you know let's call him the assistant closer right he he comes in with bob to close the deal or he gives bob hey you know who we need to call is so and so up in chicago i hear they're looking for xyz if you can get us an appointment use my name i'll go in there with you for the close right so so he's now helping Bob get bigger deals, helping Bill get bigger deals goes in there because that's his job. So part of your job. So this conversation leads to another client of mine, which was what are some fun off the books kind of uh, incentives? It isn't always about money, paying them, paying them money and, and stuff like that, but it could be a nice little perk. So we were talking about uh, one of the strategies we use is to get great Google reviews, right? So Google reviews for your dental practice, for your chiropractor's office, heck for your HVAC, for your landscaping, right? And so, one of the ways to do that is you incentivize your staff themselves to get the Google reviews, right? To make sure you ask and offer, and then you make it really easy for your clients. You can send them an email where they click automatically, uh, go to give you the Google review. It can be on the back of your business card. Anyway, but we're talking about motivating the staff to make sure they ask the clients for the Google reviews. And then we had little benchmarks and we were like, well, the first time we did it, we were incentivizing, you know, like a $25 gift card, a $50 gift card, $100 cash. And now we're trying to get into more fun. Hey, we're going to bring in, uh, uh, you know, the chair massage people. You know, you come in for lunch and then, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be set up in the uh, office, uh, whatever, the office lunchroom. And, and you get a 15-minute massage. And then, you know, because we, we all made, we, you know, we got 50 reviews on Google. And we all get 75. We're going to bring in the masseuse lady again. And they're going to do a, you know, everybody gets a 10-minute massage. Or, hey, everybody gets, if you got a lot of females, he has a lot of females in office, everybody gets a pedicure or manicure, right, at the, the store right next door to them. So that's actually a great joint venture partner with them, which is a sure. whole different subject. So your job, your, your useful time might be motivating your existing staff, right, supporting your existing staff. That is a great use of your time, depending, again, on how your business was built, right? And so this episode came about because – Matt and I just had this conversation because yeah. we were looking at some things we're trying to do with, with profitability MD and our mastermind and some other things. And we're, and we literally, we broke down our time value so that we can make decisions based around that time value. And this, how you got to look at your businesses, how can we make these decisions? And these are the type of things we talk about in our mastermind so that you can, you know, you can, make adjustments in your business on the fly. And, and we literally had a half hour discussion before this episode about right. this very thing. We, we're doing exactly what we, uh, you know, what we're, we're, we're showing on this episode. So. Yeah. No, exactly right. So, and that's kind of stuff we talk about our mastermind group, profitabilitymd.com. Go check us out, Matt at profitabilitymd.com, Dave at profitabilitymd.com. These discussion you and I just had offline was our own little mastermind conversation, which is, which was how do we use or, or our best use of our time and how do we outsource or delegate some of the marketing or some of the appointment setting or some of the initial uh, research work? Because that's not the best use of our time. Our time is the, 
profit acceleration sessions where we're finding people to 50,000, 75,000. Our time is the mastermind group where we're finding 50 to $75,000, $100,000, helping them to implement. Helping those, them to grow their business to a million in sales or to a million dollars in income, whatever, they, whatever yeah, you're looking whatever for. Whatever it needs to be. All right, this was great. So uh, if you want to apply to be in our mastermind group, uh, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. This is on our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD. This is also anywhere you get your podcasts. And obviously, we already set our YouTube channel. Uh, so oh, ProfitabilityMD.com is our website where we have all this up there. So uh, be great. This is the kind of stuff we talk about. Uh, I love this stuff. This gets me pumped up. Remember, we always talk about lately, we're talking about you need three things to be successful. You need commitment. You need a roadmap. And need a support system. Dave and I have the roadmap for you and we got the support system. We just need your commitment. You want to commit to building your million dollar business. We've got it. We got the roadmap and the support system already built for you. So good stuff, man. This is awesome. All right, man. Have a great afternoon. All right. See you.